Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Her podcast. I am super excited to be here today. My name is Talia Joy. I'm a manifestation mentor and spiritual teacher here to help you create the life you're meant for. And boy, this episode is going to help you do just that. So today I'm sitting down with Isabel Havis, and she is here to share all about the power of a morning routine and the power of routines in general. So I'm like you, I've heard a lot about routines, morning routines. I've had my own, I've given up on my own. I've tried lots of things. I have my own rituals, but the way that Isabel talks about this really did cause a shift in me from the time I recorded until now and onward. It's really had me look at it differently. And you're going to hear some of those aha moments in the show that I personally had. And I know that you're going to have a lot as well. So make sure to check the show notes and check all about Isabel and learn more. She's also offering a free guide and a chance to have a call with her to build your own routine. Really powerful stuff. Make sure to check the show notes. And I know that this episode is really going to help you to create those sacred rituals in your life, those sacred moments in your life that all add up and all help you manifest the life that you are meant for. So I'm really excited you're here today. Thanks for stopping by. And without further ado, let's welcome Isabel onto the show. Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Isabel. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be really good. I'm really excited for what everybody is about to hear. Um, The gold nuggets you're going to provide with us. I know this is going to be really amazing. So can you just start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. So uh, my name is Isabel. I live in Munich. That's in the south of Germany. And I live here because I love the mountains and Munich is pretty close to the mountains and Usually I hike and I go ski and that's what I really enjoy doing in my free time. And I work as an intuition coach for women that got themselves lost and burned out in the hustle of the corporate world. And I help them overcome the self-doubt, the self-doubt that they have and basically reconnect with their femininity. Because, I mean, what does that mean? Once you're connected with that feminine energy, with that feminine side, you are able to trust yourself. You are able to trust the talents that you have, your capabilities, and eventually you're able to trust your intuition and to tap into your intuition again. And that is so important to attract more joy and more ease into your life. And yeah, I'm so really passionate about helping other women get into that state of mind, I'd say, 
and attract more joy and ease for themselves as well. Mm, That's so beautiful. And I love that you're saying that you generally work with people that have been burnt out in the corporate world, because I haven't, I haven't ever had a job in the corporate world. I've had many friends that have, and it feels like a very masculine dominated place. It's the go, go, it's the hustle, hustle. So do you find that like when, when people come to you, are they just completely burnt out from, you know, burning the candle at both ends, trying to succeed? And, and is that what you find is that they're missing that sort of flow because they've been trained to hustle so much? Yeah, I think that we've been trained a lot to, to hustle and to ignore that rest is an important part of the hustling as well. So um, as you said it, uh, the corporate world in particular, I feel is pretty much male dominated and there are more interest or there are industries that are more male oriented than others. But in general, I feel there's a lot of go, go, go. And we always have to go farther and further have to go higher and we have to be better and perform more work long hours and that's something that is promoted to be cool like staying in the office till late at night working at the weekends you know working from your phone days and nights and um, people that approach me do not have to be burnt out but they're on a good way to being burnt out usually they don't really realize that they are on a way of being burnt out they're exhausted and they are tired but eventually they feel there's something wrong with them because they can't perform at a level that they wish they would perform Mm, I that really hits home for me in my regular just daily life is that I can be prone to go 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 um having kids and being busy. And I, exactly like you said, it's actually the rest that's important for the hustle. And I believe there are times for everything. There's times for rest. There's times for hustle. There's times to put your nose down to the grindstone or whatever. And there's times to completely, you know, pull back. And if you rest, you're actually able to focus more through the hustle is what I've found. But when I'm in the hustle, stopping feels like the worst thing to do. So you just keep going without realizing it. Whereas even if you stop for, it could be 20 minutes, it could be a day, it could be to go have a shower, or it could take a week off, depending on what's going on. You come back so much more energized and Mm -hmm. get more done, but it takes being brave enough to try that because in the moment it's like, stopping is not what's going to help me hustle more. This is not, you know, I have a lot to do. (laughs) That's such an interesting loophole. Right. And I think the thing is, there is a difference between being productive and being busy. There's nothing wrong with, with hustling. It's, it's actually a good thing because otherwise we wouldn't get things done, you know, and this, it's really important to hustle every now and then, but then also to consciously stop and take a break. If you're hustling constantly, that'll make you busy and busy eventually will make you sick. Mm -hmm. But if you hustle in a productive way, that also means that you hustle, take a break, hustle, take a break. So that's really, you know, that's there's a balance between the hustle and the breaks and that's productive. So that's a good thing. And that will not make you sick. It's still important to be aware of not making the hustle the main focus. But as I said, keep the balance between the two. 
I was just thinking the metaphor of exercise came and it's like, you can really give her in exercise. Say you're doing an intense exercise or a sprint or something, but you're not meant to sprint all day, every day. You only have the power to lift really heavy or sprint or go hard in that moment. And then you have to rest. But when it comes to our mind and our work ethic and all of this, it's so much easier to not be able to see that like you would exercise, but it's exactly the same thing. It is. And I feel we all have forgotten that the hustle is so much more fun when you also take a break. Mm. Like when you will reward, look at it as a, as kind of reward, you know, if you take a break and then you celebrated your hard work in between the hard work, your work feels so much better. It feels like fun. And then work doesn't feel like something bad. Work doesn't feel something, something like really something hard to do in your life, but something really fun. And I feel work should be fun and not hard. You know, I want to get up in the morning and be excited to go to my, to go to my work and not like drag the day or drag the moment when I have to get up and, pull myself to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. When I take a break, I can't wait to get back to work. Definitely wasn't always the case, but now I, I, I love how you say that the rest, the rest is the reward. And then you're excited to go back. And I kind of think too, of when it's nice for, you know, friends or partners to like, if you're away for the weekend and then you come back together and it's like, I missed you. Like sometimes mm -hmm. it's nice to take a break from even the things we love most to be able to appreciate from afar and conjure up that excitement and not just be buried in it. Um, yeah, I love that. So what led you to that? You must've had a journey that led you to be, you know, to know this much about it and to be passionate about it. So what was that? What was that journey? Yeah, I have, uh, I have had my journey or I still have my journey. <laughs> yeah. um, I was, I started after my university. So I studied international business and after my studies, I started in corporate in um, the financial world. And I was only in my first job for two years that I found myself hit against the wall. I guess I was sick. I was burned out and I had not realized the symptoms. I wasn't aware what was happening to me until it happened to me. And my colleagues actually sent me home because I was like, okay, I just can't continue. I don't know what I'm doing here and I'm totally exhausted. I'm totally tired, but you know, just let me sit in front of my computer and do my job. But I wasn't really capable of of that. And I stayed home for three months to recover, which was way too short. And after these three months, I was like, okay, I got to change my job. I got to change the company I work for, because obviously this is what made me sick. And um, I changed companies. I moved to another city and I thought everything was just fine. Everything was great. I love the company. I love the product, everything around it, new colleagues, I had so much fun and I still started working over time. You know, I was hustling all the time because I was, you know, I was young <laughs> and I thought it had to be like that. It was cool to be busy all the time. And eventually after four years, I ended up more or less at the same place that I ended 
when I was burned out, it was not that bad. I didn't have to stay for a, a home for, for some months and recover, but I felt like, okay, the symptoms are showing again. I'm too tired all the time. I'm too exhausted. I'm trying to compensate um, the exhaustion. And um, that's when I started to dive deeper into um, self-development. And when I started to realize that it didn't have anything to do with my job or the company I work for, but with everything that everything had to do with, with myself, with how I treated myself, how I took care or basically took not care of myself. Mm. And yeah, that's how I got into that journey. Wow. That's funny how life, you know, I I don't think it has to always smack you on the side of the head, but for most of us, (laughs) there's these breaking points and good job for you to starting to see the pattern, right? And say like, okay, it may not be as worse or as bad as last time, but I'm picking up on the cues so that it doesn't get as bad as last time. And I think that's somewhere that a lot of us it's, it's hard to see it until you're like, oh shit, I'm here again. Right. Oh, I'm here again. So that's amazing that you started picking up on it. So what are some of the cues do you think that, that happened to you anyway, and happened to us as we're not just being burnt out, but like basically neglecting ourselves, like you said, not caring for yourself. What do you tend to see in people and with yourself? It's usually, it starts with the sleep people are tired a lot, people are, are exhausted a lot, and they think it's because of their job or their work. And one major factor also is not enjoying what you do. Like the fun part is missing when you are on the path to burning yourself out. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you don't enjoy really what you do. And it's just something you feel like you have to do because everybody else is doing life has to be like that. And life can't be joyful. Life has to be painful. And, you know, you just got to go on for the next 45 years. And it's basically when you drag yourself to work rather than, you know, jump out of bed because you're totally excited to, to start a new day and um, you're excited for everything that's to come. And for me also, neglecting myself actually manifested itself in me having a lot of headaches. I was um, basically ignoring my, my body all the time. And my body sent, it, sent me the signs, you know, it said to me, hello, I make your head hurt if you don't listen to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And some people have digestive problems. Many people have sleeping issues. For me, it was the headache and the sleeping issues. So there are these physical signs. Our bodies tell us if we are neglecting it. Our bodies tell us if we need to take more care of ourselves. And it's basically, it's easy to listen to that, but it all, but it's also easy to neglect that, to ignore that because we feel like, okay, you know, I just take that pill and I will feel better afterwards we just numb the pain and don't listen to it. And that's what I did for a long, long time as well. Mm -hmm. Or we go, okay, you know, I got the memo and we take a bath and then we go back to our normal habits. Right. (laughs) Or we take a week (laughs) off and go, oh man, here, now I'm good. And then you dive into your same stressful overworked job and it will continue to creep up. I love how you're saying that. It's like your body's telling you, and it's not a one-time, one little thing. It's 
you know, caring for yourself on a deeper level as a whole. Um, that's so beautiful. So can you tell us about this morning routine that you are passionate to share about creating a morning routine, how that changed your life? I just want to hear all about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, at first I started with meditation and I was like, okay, well, no, at first I was like, I want to have a morning routine because everyone has a morning routine and, you know, people that have a morning routine are so successful. And then I was like, okay, how should a morning routine look like? Or what should a morning routine look like? And I was like, okay, there's meditation involved. So that's what got me into meditation. And at first I really, I can't say it in another way. I sucked at it. You know, I couldn't sit still for 10 seconds. My mind was racing all the time. I was like, oh gosh, how do I make this work? <laughs> I got to make this work. You know, everyone, everyone can make it work. So I have to do that as well. And then I tried to meditate on my own and that didn't really work for me at the beginning. And then I was into guided meditations. And then I started with one minute guided meditations and then five minutes and then 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden it was like, hmm, okay, that really works for me. My mind was not racing anymore and I could sit still and just listen to my body, watch my breath. It sounds so simple, but it's, it's actually not simple. Um, or it's simple, but it's not easy. Let's put it that way. And I started making that part of my morning routine. So I got up and the first thing I did was I meditated and that put me in a different energy. And I couldn't really explain what was going on, but I felt so refreshed after I meditated, even though I basically just sat down and did nothing. And that's when it basically hit me and I was like, oh my gosh, maybe it's about not doing, but just being, you know, just sit here and be me and listen to my breath and watch my breath and um, listen to what's, what's going on in my body. And that actually helped me tremendously with my sleep and also with my headaches because they didn't went away after me meditating one time but it took it took a while but it really got me into it really helped me connecting with myself and with my body to tune into my body and see what was not what was going right or what felt wrong and or what felt weird in my body so that's how I got started on a morning routine with meditation and then I was like okay maybe there's there's also something else that I could do that I would enjoy doing it because at one point in time, I felt like my body wanted to meditate and my, my, my mind and my soul also wanted that meditation in the morning. And that's when the joy part also kicked in kind of. And I was like, oh my gosh, I get to meditate every morning. You know, when I get up at 530, I I'm able to meditate before I go to work. And, um, that's when the whole game actually shifted for me. And it was like, not, not a to-do list, but it was a, a joy list or how do you ever, however you call it, it was a really big part of joy involved. And that's, um, that's what I also want to tell your audience. It's so important to not make it 
another thing on your to-do list, it's supposed to serve you and not master you. You know, you, you should not get up in the morning and be like, oh my gosh, first thing I got to do now is to meditate because then I feel, then I will feel better. But it's more about getting into the flow of meditation and see if you feel like making meditation a part of your morning routine, for example. Mm, that's a, that's so beautiful. There's a few things. I, I just really want to acknowledge the fact that when you first tried it and you felt like it was a disaster, cause we've all been there trying to meditate and you're thinking about <laughs> dinner and then you're opening your eyes and looking around the room and looking at yourself in the mirror and then you, Oh no, close your eyes. And then you're thinking about, you know, what you have to do tomorrow. <laughs> I love that you didn't just stop there. There was something inside calling you deeper that you just found a way that works. And there's just something so beautiful in that to do with a morning routine, but also to do with life. You know, someone could say to you, yoga, meditation, and it might really stick to you or, and you really feel like, yeah, that would be neat. But then you try it and you're not good at it the first time, the 10th time or different styles. And I love that you tried just sort of freestyle meditation and it didn't feel like it landed. So then you went to guided. That's a great way to occupy your brain and still have all the benefits of being in meditation. You just found a way that worked. And so I, I absolutely love that. And I encourage people, especially when those things call to you is there's so many types of meditation, of yes. breath work, of yeah. whatever, like find what works for you. Yeah. And that is, that is basically the most important part when it comes to building a morning routine, find something that you really enjoy. It doesn't have to be meditation because everyone seems to be talking about meditation in your morning routine. It doesn't. If you, if you feel like you don't really enjoy it, if you feel like you can't get your um, mind to shut down for a couple of minutes, then start with, with something else, you know, start with movement. Movement is also a good part um, to implement into your morning routine. And it doesn't have to be a marathon, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a run. You can walk or you can do some stretching. It's these, the, the little steps that are important and that will keep you going. You know, if you, if you start for, for example, me, I'm not really into yoga, I have to admit, you know, it's nothing that I enjoy doing because afterwards I always feel so sore. And my friends, they tell me, you know, it will get better. But for me, it's, I don't enjoy it yet. So I would not include it in my morning routine because you know what, my day would suck because I was like, oh no, I, I did yoga today and I hated it. Why would I want to start my day like this? You know, I want to stay. Or you just abandon my... the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. It is really, really important to find something that you really enjoy doing. Could be dancing, could be listening to music. You know, it doesn't have to be a certain thing just because other people are doing it. It's that's not what it's about. It's it's about what you enjoy, what makes you feel good and what makes your start into the day more joyful, lighter and more ease. Mm, I love that. You, you're making it so approachable, like just, you know, this is about you and your time and your time with yourself. This isn't about what someone else says you should do. Or like you said, all the successful people have a morning routine. What is this magic <laughs> morning routine? It's like, there is no magic morning routine. Some people's 
you know, things may work for you and you can be influenced by other people's practices, but you have to find it for you. And I love how you're saying that. So I'd love to ask you a, uh, it's kind of like a selfish question because I'm just going to totally talk about my life, but maybe there's someone (laughs) listening that can relate. I would love to have a morning routine in my soul. I feel like it's part of my highest expression and it's part of me loving myself to the most, to the max. Um, I have my children and for 10 years I've been having babies and I have tried over the years several times to get up early and they always get up and it turns into this frustration thing. I love mornings and I'll try to get up at five and then one of them will wake up and find me. And then I try to get up at four and then one of them, and then the baby wakes up and then, you know, now the baby's awake at 4am and it just has become frustrating. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking, okay, maybe at this part in my life, morning isn't the time, maybe like physically because of, you know, children and different dynamics, maybe that just doesn't work for me. So, but I think in that frustration of trying and quote unquote failing, even though of course we're not failing, but just that whole frustration, I caused resistance for myself. Mm-hmm. And now whenever I try to create like a solid routine, something I do every day, um, even if it alters, I have this resistance of like, every time I try, it doesn't work. So I've created like this pattern in myself. So what do we do when we have tried before and either we just didn't stick to it or it didn't we, we didn't like it and we abandoned it or it's something like children. We can't get up, but we want to, where do we start when it's like, just, it feels hard to have some sort of routine. Where do we start Mm -hmm. mentally, physically, all of it? Yeah, I totally, I totally can relate to that because I had the, I mean, not, I had the, I had time for myself in the morning, so I don't have kids yet, but I didn't have anyone that interrupted my morning. So that was pretty easy for me, but, um, it's basically a, about trying out what really suits you. And I always talk about a morning routine because I know it really works great for me. But I mean, 10 a.m. is also in the morning. 11 a.m. is also in the morning. So it's not like you have to get up at five to make it a morning routine. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you don't even call it a morning routine, but you call it a routine for yourself because it's about self-care. It's about finding time for yourself and making yourself a priority. And if it feels harder for you to do it at 5 a.m., at 6 a.m., then maybe look out for a time that's better for you, that works better into your... um, into your days, you know, some people do evening routines and that also has an impact on their mornings because they go to bed way more relaxed. Their sleep quality is amazing. And that's, that's why they wake up more joyful in the morning. Mm. So as I said, I always say I have a morning routine and I always tell people to implement something like that, but it doesn't have to be like get up at 4.30 and then you do this and then you do that because then again, you are in that process of hustle. Then you're in the process of not flowing and what a morning routine or a routine for yourself, a self-care routine will do, it will put you into some kind of flow. And once you're in that flow, you are able to live a more joyful life it will it will make everything way easier you know it it should not 
it should not be a hard thing for you to do. So it's basically about trying out and and tune into what feels good for you and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you said like 10 a.m. still morning, 11 a.m. still morning, because that's something we do. And of course, myself included in this example is like, we go all or nothing. It's like, oh, I've tried it. And if it's not 5 a.m., I'm almost laughing at myself. If it's not 5 a.m., then it's not morning. But Mm -hmm. I start my day with work you know, usually around nine and, and kind of set up for the day. And like, I could come into my office and do it then. It's just funny to sort of see your own trappings and how it's like, well, I, I didn't do it at 6am. So it's not a, a legitimate morning routine, but of course it's more about just like, when does it work to connect with yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a good reminder for people too, is like past resistance will hold you back. Now that story of I've tried and I don't like meditation, like let's try to wipe the slate clean and start with like, what would feel good? Do I like mm-hmm. bre- deep breathing or mala beads, or I love staring at a candle. It's mm-hmm. something that's like, it's a meditative technique, but I love just like, especially if it is the morning, um, putting on a candle and just having a journal close, but just literally staring at the candle and breathing and thinking. And then a lot of times intuitive things will come out and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's about really doing what feels good for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, you know, as I said, it could be a little step. It could be even when you wake up and you're still in bed just listen really careful what's going on around you. You know, do you have, do you hear some cars on the street? Do you hear the birds already up? What is it that you can hear? And that's a kind of meditation as well. Mm. You know, people always think meditation is when you sit on that pillow for two hours, you don't move and you don't think, and you just breathe. Mm-hmm. No, there are so many ways to do a meditation. You set one, the candle, one, you can, you can do an object meditation where you just pick one object and then you, you look at it, you feel it, you know, you smell at it. And there are so many ways how you can meditate only. And that's one part that you can include in your morning routine. And then there's movement, as I said, or maybe you'd like to read, or maybe you're more the listener. So you, you can listen to a podcast and you can do that while you're making breakfast or, while you're brushing your teeth. Um, So there are these little tips and tricks how you can start implementing things and find out what's what's working for you and what's not, what does feel good in particular and what, you know, what is something that you would not consider in your morning routine because it doesn't make make you feel good. Mm. Yeah. It's neat actually as you're saying that and this is why someone would benefit from getting that support, working with you, creating the routine, because sometimes like, it feels like when we're left to our own devices, when you're saying like, Oh, you could listen to a podcast or even meditation music or something while you're making breakfast, (laughs) something in me went, wait a minute, but a morning routine, I'm still picturing the like sacred space and all the (laughs) quiet. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's about routine, not about being a monk. (laughs) It's about routine (laughs) that connects you to you. So you can be doing that even when you're not necessarily doing other things. You don't want to always try to multitask your meditative time, but like you said, it doesn't have to be something that is any certain way. And I love Mm -hmm. that. So what are some more examples of things people could do in the morning? Um, And, and does it have to be a certain amount of 
time. Like I know it doesn't have to be, but when you're working with people, do you get them to start with a small amount of time or one thing and then they build up or yeah. What are some more ideas on things to bring in and how long should we kind of be spending doing this? Mm -hmm. So the length really depends on as well, what does feel good for you and what doesn't. I usually start with one thing to implement because otherwise you get in that overwhelming state again. You know, it's, I have, I have a, I have a guide that can help you with getting inspired on what can be included in your morning routine. But I always tell people pick one thing that when you read it feels good to you and then start with this and then do it only for a minute or start with 30 seconds. You know, you can, you can breathe consciously, you know, watch your breath go in through the nose and out through the mouth, make your belly rise while you breathe. That's, 10, 10 seconds, make it 20 seconds. You know, it doesn't have to be, as I said before, it doesn't have to be two hours. Sometimes we don't have, or no, I mean, it's not that we don't have time. It's we always take the time or we don't, right? Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we just don't want to take two hours in the morning to do that. And that's okay. And I totally understand that people usually get up in the morning they take a shower, they have breakfast, if even, and then they rush to work. But I always say that make at least five minutes of this time, some conscious minutes. So watch how you are doing things. And, that's, and this could also be like, how are you making your breakfast? If you like, like um, fruits in the morning, for example, how do you cut them? How do you cut the fruit when you cut it? And how do you prepare the food that you are preparing? Make it, make it a conscious thing for you. You know, really be aware in the moment and tell yourself, okay, this is a strawberry right now. I'm cutting the strawberry. This is the apple. I take the banana now, whatever it is that you're doing. I'm brushing my teeth right now. So be really in that moment you are doing that one thing. This can also be a part of your morning routine as well. You know, not just, oh, the alarm goes on and then I get up and then just do my thing like a robot, but really be, be in that moment and be present in, in that moment you are doing the things that, are, that you are doing in the morning. So yeah, that could be basically anything that you pay special attention to while you're doing it. Mm. And do you get people to kind of, first of all, like think of sort of what does feel good. Cause almost part of me, if I was helping someone create this, which I'm not the expert, <laughs> you're the expert on this, but I would <laughs> almost think like, what makes you feel good? And if people just start saying, and something might be something that's not a morning routine, like going to concerts or something, but other things, they might be like nature, you know, tapping, um, stretching yoga. And almost through that, creating like how could I work that then into my morning routine it feels like a more organic way to do it like is that kind of what you do is like see what already resonates with the person instead of trying to get them to try a whole bunch of new things do you know what I mean mm -hmm. usually when I tell people what they could do in the morning they already know what feels good to them. Mm -hmm. They already know that they like concerts. So they pick listening to music as one part of the morning routine. 
or some people enjoy nature so maybe they go out in their garden if they have one or on the balcony and you know watch nature wake up in the morning so yeah it's more like a morning routine should fit into your life and not the other way around you know just it's not about making it work to um to any extent it's more like what could I include in my life even more to make me feel even more or even better, even more aware, even more conscious? So what is it that is really going great for me or that I really enjoy doing? Some people don't know that. Some people are like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's, I don't like going out. I don't like listening to music. And that's when I usually start with breath work because that's, something really important to start with as well if you don't have any clue and if you feel like everything is overwhelming for you then I would always go for the breath Mm, yeah it's one of the simplest most powerful tools and I forget about it often I'll forget and then like it'll be a year where I don't really focus on breath work and then all of a sudden it comes back in and I'm like oh my goodness yes and I'll focus on it again and kind of go in and out um right now I've been doing a lot more breath work and I uh, it's so powerful and like you said a couple minutes you know Mm -hmm. someone will say like 10 deep breaths and that's all it takes it's like three deep breaths. Like it is so powerful that yes, the longer you do it, or, you know, if you really go there, you'll get even more results, but really the power of three or five deep breaths. I love to do also hand on the heart. And like you Mm -hmm, said, feeling your belly expand and it's free. You could do it in bed if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love that. I also love the senses meditation. That's something I'll do with people when you were saying lay in bed and like, what do you hear? I I started laughing because to me, it's like, mom, mom, (laughs) like laying in bed first thing in the morning. I hear like, are we getting up? Are we getting up? Can we get up? Can we get up? Can I go downstairs? Like, maybe that's not the best one for me first thing, but I totally, I totally love that because it's true. Like tuning into your what you can hear, tuning into what you can see, what you can smell, what you can feel. It's a meditative technique right there. It's so simple and beautiful, which really has me, all these things have me present to the fact that like, it doesn't have to be complicated. No, (laughs) it doesn't doesn't. have to cost money. It doesn't have to be two hours. It's these really simple, simple things we can do. Yeah. And this is what I like about these techniques about what what is it that I'm seeing right now? What is it that I'm looking at right now? Or what can I, what can I hear when I listen really closely? You can do that throughout your whole day. You know, you can sit in front of your computer and be like, okay, I'm just gonna take 10 seconds now and just listen. And this could be your colleagues on the phone or whatever it is, you know, it doesn't have to be anything really quiet like some birds or whatever it's just about being present as I said before what is it that's surrounding you at that moment and what is it that you are consciously being aware of at that moment and this is so simple to to implement throughout your whole day and actually what I did because I mean I forgot to breathe this is some this is the first thing that we forget about when especially when we're stressed because that's how that is how our bodies work, you know. If we're under stress, if we're overwhelmed, if we're in that anxious moment, our um, 
our bodies um they shift in their um in their in the way they work and so our breath breaths just really shorten and i just put a sticky note on my um on my screen on my computer and it said breathe and while i was working in uh, on my computer i would always see that sticky note that said breathe and i was like oh maybe it's time to do that now and you know i didn't always consciously read it you know sometimes i just read it and it was like okay whatever but then there were times where i was like oh i really need to breathe now okay i just sit back take my five seconds and then do my belly breath and then i'll be fine and um that what that is something that really helped me tremendously as well while i was in corporate and felt like i don't have the time for taking more care of myself mm. So what do you find is the biggest difference now that you do these routines and you've been doing this for a bit? What do you think is the biggest difference when, I don't know if it ever happens to you, but I imagine sometimes life comes in. Like, what about when you don't do it compared to when you do do it now mm -hmm. after having sort of like the practice for a while, the longstanding benefits that continue to happen? What's the big difference when you don't do it? I feel um, that I'm stressed easier and way faster when I don't do it. And, um, usually my anxiety kicks in way sooner than when I do my morning, morning routines, because it just, it's just an energy shift from that pushing and hustling all the time into a flowing state kind of and that flowing state just does not only help me in that moment while I'm doing my morning routine but also throughout the whole day or even several days you know I sometimes I I don't do my morning routine for let's say three days and then the second day I will still be fine but then the third day it's like oh my gosh okay that it's really starting to be weird right now because, you know, I can feel that I'm way more stressed. I'm, I tend to be more aggressive and yeah, it's just, it's just different when I do my morning routines and I'm calmer and I'm, I'm kinder, not only to others, but in particular to myself, I speak differently to myself. I don't beat myself up for so many things which I did when I didn't have my morning routine, actually. Wow. Thanks for sharing that because I think there's a lot of us that sometimes are not proud of who we're being when we're frustrated or, you know, what I was thinking for me is when I'm not doing my, when I say mindset stuff, I'm actually, it's not even mindset. When I'm not doing my energy work, my meditating, my sitting in silence, I am less patient. And so kind of what you said too, yeah. it's like, you're even more less patient with yourself. You're harder on yourself. You're not as gracious or understanding also with other people. I find that I'm that way too. Um, and the other thing I find is when I meditate often, which is something I, I, I do all the time is that I find that that place of wholeness 
that feeling of okayness of like just being one, being complete. I find that when I'm connecting with that often, especially when I'm connecting with it daily, it's available to me that much faster. Mm -hmm. So I'm also more patient, but when I need my Zen, when I'm like about to lose it or something (laughs) triggers me, someone reacts a certain way and I want to react a certain way. It's like that place of wholeness and sort of like the source consciousness, the knowing it's okay and chill and like almost everything I want to be is so much more accessible to me because I've practiced visiting there. And I think of Mm -hmm. that, like if you practice a language, you're able to recall it easier than if you haven't practiced that language in 20 years. It's like you visit there often so you can go back to it. That's a huge thing I find. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. And I also always say that um, my morning routine also helped me so much to connect better with the person that I am mm. and especially with a kinder version of myself. <laughs> and uh, you mentioned patience uh, as well. And that, that is actually a huge factor for me as well, because I tend to be really impatient with everything and in particular with myself and with other people as well. And um, yeah, it, I understand myself way better when I do my morning routine. And I also see, I, I, I listen to my body and I understand the signals that my body is giving me. And um, a couple of years ago, I would have worked through my headache and, you know, just take that pill and just move on and work on and, you know, neglect yourself and, Today, it's like, oh, okay, I, I, I noticed that the headache might come up. And then it's like, okay, what would help me right now? What is it that my body needs? Do I need to meditate? Is it, is this, would that help me right now? Or is it rather tapping? Or is it rather, you know, whatever it is. But I, I tend to understand myself and my body way better when I do these regular morning routines Mm -hmm. and you know it happens that I have days too where I'm not like where I'm like oh okay I just don't feel like meditation and usually meditate meditation is a big part of my morning routine I love meditation and there are still days where I'm like ah no not today no not gonna happen and that's okay Mm -hmm. that's okay nobody nobody tells me what my morning routine should look like I do that. And if I don't feel like meditating, then I don't do it. I love that. I was going to ask what happens when we start to feel like our routine is getting stale when we're, we used to be really excited and the journal was flowing or the meditation just felt so amazing. And then we start to notice we're kind of getting bored of it. What do we, what do we do then? And, and does that happen to you? Yeah, it did. It did. Um, I was, um, for a long time, I was following a special morning routine where I was meditating, reading, um, did some movement and all of that. So I I wanted to fit in a lot of things into my morning routine. And that worked at the beginning. It worked really good for me. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really exhausting. You know, I have to do all of these six things to make my morning routine work. and. Um, At first, I was like, okay, come on, Isabella, just, you know, just go ahead and keep doing it. You can do that. You know, don't give up. 
And then I really was thinking that this is not the way a morning routine should look like. You know, if it if I have to force myself to do that, this this can't be right. So that's when I started to play around with it. What was it that I really wanted to do in the morning? And, you know, some mornings, as I said, it was meditation. Others, it wasn't. And some morning it was, uh, it was a meditation, but then an hour later or five hours later, I felt like my body wants to meditate right now, or my soul wants to meditate right now. So that's what I did. And um, yeah, be playful with it. Be joyful with your morning routine. As I said, it's it's supposed to serve you, not to master you. It's not a to-do list that you have to fulfill. Mm, I I love that because I think I think you touched on it a little a little while ago, but I think we, especially the people that are prone to hustle, bring the hustle mentality into the morning routine. And I love yeah. when you said, like, come on, push through, be strong, keep at it. Cause there's so much information out there. And there's a lot of truth about how they say, like, you need to do something for 20 days to make a habit or you need, and there's some truth to that, like repetitive doing something every day makes it easier to do every day. But if you're really not liking it, what I'm really getting from you is it's, you don't have to abandon the whole routine, but you got to find things you're liking to do, or else you're going to obviously have that resistance. And there's a time to, again, push through and just be committed. But then there's a time to also not push through what just doesn't feel good. Like that's so important. Yeah. Because eventually, as you said, you will abandon it. And what's the use of um, making it not feel good and then abandon it? You know, that's, that's not what it's supposed to. Oh, well, I'm saying supposed to, but you know, if it really doesn't make you feel good, then you should just not do it Mm -hmm. and start with something else. Find something else that you really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm repeating myself here. I know, but (laughs) no, but it's it's true. And we got to hear it. Right. Cause we, we know we should not even should, but like doing what comes from within, we know that's important, but then the second we hear that we then default back into, well, but what does she do? But what does that person do? Right. And so it's, I think it needs to be said over and over. It's funny to segue into this question. Cause one of my last questions is what does your morning routine look like? Just because (laughs) I'm curious. Meditation is, is a big part of my, uh, my morning routine, but sometimes I would just change it with tapping. Um, I use an app for that. So I have, I don't do it on my own yet because I just only recently got myself really into tapping and I really enjoy that and also a big part of my morning routine is my breakfast I enjoy having my breakfast and it's it's for me it's my most important meal of the day I need my breakfast otherwise the day just just doesn't start the way it should for me so I'm really conscious about my breakfast and how I prepare it and then I also love to read in the morning not too many pages. Usually it's just, you know, two to three, maybe sometimes five pages and that's it. And a couple of weeks ago, and I was never into journaling, never. I always was like, why do, why do people do that? I mean, I I just don't get it. And that also showed me that my time for journaling was not yet there, but it seems to be there now because I, I started journaling a couple of weeks ago only, I guess even two weeks ago, probably. 
and I really enjoy it, but I don't do it every morning. I don't. I just do it when I feel like doing it. And the as I said, the past two weeks, that was maybe 10 out of 14 days I did journal. But then the other four days, it was like, oh, nah, not today, not today. So yeah, one for me, one non-negotiable is my breakfast. But it, it, it doesn't mean that you have to have a non-negotiable for you. Um, it does not have to, it, there is no should look like with a morning routine, but that's how my morning routine looks like. Yeah. Mm. Meditation and breakfast. These are the two important things that I do in the morning. Yeah. And that really feels like it hits the mind, body and soul. And that feels like you, you didn't say that exactly, but it almost feels like if your morning routine kind of touches on those things, it intuitively feels like it'll set you up for a good day, which is why you're saying like movement or meditation. It's like it, those do all of that. It's that mind, body, soul. And I love that you bring food into it and bring the way you prepare your breakfast because it's just like meditating in the morning. What you eat in the morning sets you up energetically yeah. and what you eat, what the food is, but also your energy around it. And how many of us are walking around like completely me walking around with like my bowl of oats up at my face while I'm like dupe packing kids lunches and, you know, and so it's nice to just sit down and sometimes I'll do that. I wait till they all go to school. And then I finally will enjoy like a bigger meal, like my breakfast. I'll sit there with my coffee and just enjoy it because, you know, it, it really makes a difference. So that's really great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so the last question I'm going to ask you is I've been really into asking people this lately. What do you think is the most important thing to focus on? when wanting to manifest change or really create that change in your life, no matter what it is that your goals are, when you're in this time of transformation and really getting to know yourself better and wanting to manifest some cool things, right? Maybe a business or soulmate or money or whatever experiences, what do you think is the most important thing to create that change? I think the most important thing is to let go to let go of maybe you have a specific goal in your in your mind that you want to change to but i'm a big fan of letting go and see what comes to you see what life has to offer for you and maybe this looks a little different than what you had in mind for yourself or for anyone else but maybe this is even better because you let go, you detach yourself from a certain outcome. And this is also what I feel like a lot of people tend to want to become a specific version of themselves. You know, I want to become this super thin, super skinny, whatever. I want to have this morning routine. And for me, it's about surrendering that thought and or surrendering to that thought and let it go and see what life has to offer you instead, or maybe not even instead, but um, yeah, I guess it's just about surrendering mm. and let life flow and see what happens. Yeah, I really like that. And you can even bring that into this whole routine thing, like 
I feel like a lot of people need to surrender what they've thought your routine should be, or the way talking about manifestation and change, like the way you think it should be, the way change is going to happen, all of it. I think that is such a powerful piece Um, because when we're gripping on so tightly, we just don't allow what is there for us to come forward. So yeah, I love that. There's so much more out there that we don't know. And when we, when we stick to one thing, when we stick to one goal, we might miss one beautiful opportunity that life would have offered to us, you know? So yeah, it's not, it's not easy. I know that. And I, I tend to want to have a specific outcome, one specific goal as well. And I have to remind myself every now and then that I should just surrender, just let go. I mean, I always say just, but it's not a just, I I know. But um, yeah, I feel like life can show us even more beautiful things if we we let go and if we just let it flow to us Mm -hmm. and make life happen for us and not to us. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Isabel. This has been such a great conversation and truly you've helped me this morning. It's not this morning right now, but you've helped me all this morning talk. You've truly helped me to shift my own mentality with my routine, just even in this conversation. So I really want to thank you for that. And it really makes me feel like, um, it can be mine and it doesn't have to look a certain way. And 10 o'clock is still morning. It's such, a, <laughs> such an important thing I needed to hear. And I'm actually laughing really truly inside thinking about how I've never even thought of that before. I thought, oh, it's nine or 10 AM. My chances are gone. I can never get that routine back. So hilarious. So thank you for that. Really, truly. I know it's going to help a lot of people, everything that you spoke about. And um, you mentioned that you have a guide to help people create that. Is that something you want to share about maybe we can put the link in the show notes if if someone wants more with you sure yeah we can do that it's basically a guide that has eight steps that you can include into your morning routine and what i usually offer with the guide is a is a consultation call because i know that even eight steps can be so overwhelming and i don't want that to happen so if you want to reach out to me and talk about the morning routine and what it could look like for you. I'm happy to, um, to do that and to have a, to have a little chat with you about your morning routine as well. Oh, that's so great. That's so amazing. And where can people find you online? Where do you tend to hang out and yeah, where can we find you? Yeah. I usually hang out on, on Instagram. So you can find me with my name. It's Isabel Havas. I know it's a little complicated for English speaking people. <laughs> people can find me, as I said, on Instagram. And also I hang out on LinkedIn a lot. Great. Yeah. We'll put everything in the show notes for sure. Thanks again, Isabel. I really appreciate what you're doing. I think the power of helping women and tapping into their intuition, tapping into creating a sacred routine that works for them is so important. And in this awakening and people wanting to really step into their power, it feels like such a powerful foundational piece that most people are probably missing. And so thank you so much for doing that. It's going to help a lot of people. Thank you for the opportunity to share it.
Thank you for tuning into today's episode and thank you for being someone who is committed to the light, committed to activating the life that they are meant for, awakening to their power and manifesting a beautiful experience. I am so excited that we got to connect. If you are a highly motivated seeker and you are ready to manifest the life that you're meant for, make sure to check the show notes where there's a link for private mentorship, including a special deal just for podcast listeners. I'll see you soon in the next episode.